dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. What's up, girl? Babe, I have a question for you real quick. Tell me. Okay. If you could turn into any animal at will, what Uh animal would you pick? Gorilla. Okay. And why? Because they are strong enough to rip someone's arm off for sport. Okay. And they're big. And I just feel like no one, for some reason, being confronted with a wild gorilla (laughs) is scarier than a lion or something like that. Okay. Okay. Because like, what are you going to do? Or bear? Everyone knows what to do with a bear. Do you know what to do if a gorilla is right in front of you? I mean, I would just try to pretend like I was his baby. So it would pick me up and it's big old arms. I would be like, I, it's a little baby. You know, I, I would not know. Sure. Could try. Why? Know. What are you going to morph into? Okay. My answer is panda. Okay. A bear. No one expects anything from pandas. There yeah. are no expectations on pandas. They cheer for you when you mate. You aren't scary, but you can still fuck somebody up. Uh-huh. Pretty bad, right? Uh, you just get to eat bamboo and nap. And then in China, there are people who are professional panda, baby panda bear holders and huggers. You pay like right. $30 an hour just to hold a baby panda. Can you imagine just being held like it's someone's job to do it? A panda. Yeah. So that's, so <laughs> I went for self-defense and you just went for comfort and but pandas Leisure. are, they can mess somebody up. You know, I True. could, I'm sizable, but I don't really like, I think I have like a little apathy. Pandas have a I've little never apathy. seen a video of a mean panda, but I don't think I want to. I think ignorance is bliss. I know one that does Kung Fu. They made a couple sure. of documentaries about him. The Kung Fu right. Panda. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that, those documentaries. Those pretty good. Yeah. The ones that Jack Black narrates. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Totally. My friend, my friend Ryan Green, right before we were recording, texted me that question: "If you could turn into any animal, what would you be?" And I was interesting. Like, Great. I have a question for you as well. Yeah. So you know, we've talked about this before about how we both kind of keep documents, like <laughs> uh, trash documents, you know, so that we can quickly pull why we're trash or whatever. I found in my trash document a sentence that I don't remember what the origin was. So my question is for you. Do you know what I'm talking about here? I said, I want to watch this gay priest orgy movie. What am I talking about? Yes. In the Vatican, the old Pope kicked, uh, got a bunch of priests in trouble because they were hosting orgies at the Vatican apartments. It was reported by one Italian source and then picked up from there. But, yeah got it okay i had a feeling you'd remember i'm like why would i why would i need to know that yes i yeah gay gay vatican orgies and that's yeah we'll see gotta clean up the clergy you know the clergy the clergy (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i i have a question for you another question this is just a series of questions let's say it's you, Taylor, and another person. Uh-huh. There's three of you, and you're going to sit, and you have to sit in a row. Now, let's say you're number one, Taylor's number two, and the other person is number three. Okay. What is the craziest order the three of you can sit in? 
the craziest where are we sitting okay so let's say we're sitting in a road a concert right so like okay two one three is me you know it's 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 you in the middle between taylor and me right two one three pretty good configuration okay one three two is fucking crazy like having the stranger in between us yes a little no 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 that's not the crazy. that one's like okay that one's okay but I think one, two, three is the craziest one. You, Taylor, me. I'm just, just for example's sake, you know, but like if you're sitting with a couple, depends on who you're the better friend to. There's just so many ways you can do it. I, I had that, that come up for me at a concert recently. I, Why I is it that crazy that you think it'd be weird for it to go me, Taylor, you? Two, because three, you're one. Clo- because you're two, closer to me? Let's say... No, you know, I'm obviously, I know you and Taylor well, but like, where's the I'm, aisle? Where's the aisle? We're in the middle of the row. Um, yeah. I feel like whoever this odd man out is probably going to have to be on either my side or Taylor's side. Cause I'm, so I'm sitting next yeah. to him. Oh, oh cause who point? else am I going to lean over to and be like, can you go get me more wine? Right. At one point I was in a configuration of two, three, one. And I was like, this isn't it. This isn't it one bit. This it, there's just so many ways that can be right and can be wrong. I mean, and, you depending know, just, on how close the person is, I don't think it's ever wrong. But sure, second time meeting someone, spouse or something. Let's say, yeah, yeah. You probably want to sit next to the person you know better. You're pulling a one, two, three. <laughs> Absolutely like, not. Why are you trying? Yeah, why are you trying to get me to get to know them so fucking? Yeah, bad? I don't. I don't want to know them. I barely want to know you. No, I just, I just, I was just sitting there and I was like. There, uh, we moved at one point, but it was instigated by a person I knew better. And I was like, yeah, thank God. Cause this configuration was crazy. <laughs> anyway, I also got shushed at that. I was pretty trashy. I got shushed at a concert recently, an outdoors concert at the Hollywood bowl. Someone shushed you. I guess I was, I got shushed by the lady in front of me. You must've been getting rowdy. I mean, I guess. I got shushed and I was mortified. I was mortified, but all right. We, we, this has been some good Q and A's. Sure. Sure. It's the Q and A portion of the podcast. Q and A portion of the podcast. Right. Because the why, why are you trash? Well, I'm going to do some historical trash, you know? Mm. And one time, so my cousin was in town, uh, in LA and this was post high school, but like not, super post high school anyways i don't know i think it matters that it's post high school though and i had the idea because my mom wasn't in town i don't know where she was but she wasn't but we were in her apartment for sure like hey we should invite some people over and like play beer pong <laughs> and this is in, yeah. an apart- in an apartment you don't play beer pong in apartments, but I do. So we have a little beer pong party and we play for a really long time. And like, this is like around the time of my life where, you know, I had the energy to like party until the sun came up. Yeah. But anyways, we drank a lot, a lot. And so everyone left. Don't ask me how they got home. Probably not safely. I Like, I don't know, but we drank a lot, my cousin and I, and to a point where we felt like, huh, um, might be time to vomit. Oh. So she went first 
it was like throwing up and I was like, idiot. But I'm like also cleaning up. Maybe my mom was working because my mom used to work night shifts. I don't know. I, I, I needed to clean up though. And then I was like, uh-oh, I need to throw up now too. And so I went to the bathroom and she's throwing up in the toilet and I go, move. I need to throw up. And she's like, I am throwing up now. And I'm like, okay, we'll throw up in the shower because I need to throw up. And she was like, literally, I'm throwing up right now in the toilet. You throw up in the shower. And I was like, God, you got to go. You got because I mean, I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no logic. And I was like, no, you got to move now because I'm going to throw up. I need to throw up really bad. Like you have to move. Yeah. And I forced someone who was already using the toilet to move their vomit to the shower yeah. so that I could throw up in the toilet. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that memory came back to me recently, but it did. And uh, to this day, the logic is just not there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of logic when it comes to being a trash queen. <laughs> yeah. So nope, take nope. that. Why are you trash? Uh, well, mine's a historical trash. And I was also, I was a trash queen from being a baby. You know, I was sure. full of what some might call leadership potential. You know, I was always exerting leadership. <laughs> there, in fact, I've been looking, my, my, my grandmother passed away and I've been looking through a bunch of old photo family photo albums. And most of them from about six and under is just me basically giving an adult instructions or like, <laughs> yeah, there's just so many where I'm like pointing my finger and then like, over you go over here, like just telling adults what to do through photo and photographs. You're like a, a, a foreman. Yes, a I really was. That's how I saw myself. Yeah. I was like, all right. Oh, the dishes need to be done. Great. Why don't you come in here? And you, I'm not going to do them. No, of course not. You, I'm going to facilitate you two doing them. Yeah, hey, delegation is an important skill. So, so important. But I, I, I stumbled across one photo. Okay. So while I was full of leadership with adults, you know, I didn't, I didn't always interact with other kids. So the, I went to preschool. This was the time I was about four. I was in a preschool. And for some reason, we were allowed to play on the same playground during the same time as some like fifth and sixth graders. Scary scary how but well i was of course the coolest you know pre-k kid and was hanging out with the fifth and sixth graders again not a situation that should happen you know four and like 11 not not a lot in common at that age yet and they told okay. me all the cool kids eat grass of course um, they did. you know they're like oh no, yeah I mean, we all do it and i was like of course I do it too. I just want to make uh -huh. sure you guys knew about, you know, instantly. Yeah, of course. Of course I eat grass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, there's some good grass over there. You want to go eat it? I was like, uh, obviously it's good grass. Yeah. I know what good grass looks like. I ate grass <laughs> and we found out because my poop was green. <laughs> but then babes, the minute, they stopped having us be with the older kids in any way. And I then became the senior statesman of the playground. I convinced other children to eat grass. <laughs> like pre-K four-year-old. cycle. I was like, oh, yeah. I, you guys don't eat grass? No, we all eat grass here. The cool kids eat grass. <laughs> other four-year-olds were like, yep. <laughs> so. 
Oh, instantly, instantly. The minute I have like the second of power, you know, upper hand with sure another four-year-old, I was like, yeah, you got to eat grass. <laughs> so anyway, just a little, just a little asshole. <laughs> I, I have a little bit of beef with you and I'm going to, I'm going to forgive you because maybe you just didn't remember, but at Taylor's birthday party a couple years ago, I was telling a story that was very similar about how like the punk kids that I was hanging out with in middle school all would eat dog treats. And so I ate a dog treat and everyone there, including you said, that's crazy. I'm sorry. What is this story? What? You're insane. And I didn't, I don't remember ever hearing Mm. from you a moment of solidarity. You jumped in with my cool friends and made fun of me. It's a vicious cycle. I'm sorry. You know, know, I had to be on top. I'm going to let it go. But like, I just think it's funny that, you know, here we are in the privacy of our podcast. But when we're out in public with a bunch of my friends and Taylor's friends, and I admit that I ate dog treats because the other punk kids ate dog treats. No, you know. You weren't to be found. You were standing alone. That's well, you were to be found, but you were to be found on the side of people. No, mocking me in shock. Look down in those grassy, in those grassy footprints. And you'll see that there was one set of footprints and that's where I was carrying you with my grass eating. (laughs) All right. But you know, what would make you, you know, gain a bunch of weight eating dog treats and grass is probably if you were a cat. So let's get into our first story about a pretty fat cat. All right. From NBC4.i. NBC4i.com. A gloriously gluttonous body. A fat cat goes up for adoption and he weighs 40 pounds. Aww. So oh, the- Lord, he coming. <laughs> oh, Lord. This 40-year-old, this 40-pound cat was put up for adoption by Richmond Animal Care and Control in Virginia. He is on a diet and exercise plan to get that number down. He has been neutered, tested, and chipped. And they say he's a very sweet guy. I bet he is until you come between him and his food. Hello. Sorry. It's not, it's not a fat person. Doing. That's an animal joke. But, you know, they put him on social media, of course, because cops and animal rescues love a Facebook moment. <laughs> And they said they were looking for a new owner who would be committed to help the cat reach a safe and healthy weight. So domestic cats, ideal weight depends on breeds and sex, but you usually be able to feel its ribs and see its waist from above. And uh, if you can't feel that cat's ribs, Damn, if you, can't to... see, if you can't see that <laughs> slim waist, <laughs> that ass slim waist on a little cat. Wait, wait, <laughs> I think I've gone on a different, I'm reading a different paragraph. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but you know, Facebook posts had tons of you know comments and shares, and uh, the group said the adoption is pending as of now. So the fattest cat known to man went to Hemi, forty-six pound cat from Australia, who was so big he needed to be moved around in a week. You know, oh no, you oh, can't no. let you can't let cats get fat like that. Oh my god! So, I'm gonna cry. The 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 category ceased. The Guinness Book of World Records says they stopped hosting this category because they didn't want 
to people to encourage the overfeeding of their pets just to appear in the book. This is giving me, have you seen what's eating Gilbert grape? Oof. No. Good. Good. <laughs> save, I'm save pretty sure that sanity. that's not about fat cats though. No, but it's about, so their mom is so fat and she, I think she dies in the house. How fat is she? Sorry. <laughs> She's so fat. She dies in the house. And then they just set it on fire because they, otherwise they would have to drag her out of it without, I think that's, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but that movie messes me up. You know, I've never seen it, but I've heard <laughs> random things about it and everything I hear about it is different. And I've never heard that part of it. So this honestly dies sounds like in the one house. of the craziest movies ever made. It truly is. Little Leonardo DiCaprio just acting his little butt off, but he's like so sad because mama, it's, I can't, I can't get into it. But so this cat's fat, but <laughs> I bet it's not very fast, but you know what is typically pretty fast? A horse. A horse. In All fact, right. that's how we gauge miles. It's by, or, you know, cars still have horsepower equivalency. <laughs> Is that have you know? anything to do with real horses, though? Yeah, it was like how many horses could carry X, Y, Z load. S- I swear, I, that's what I've heard. Like, you know, like a 400 horsepower truck. Let's say it can carry 20,000 pounds. I'm just making up figures. It would take 400 horses to carry 20,000 pounds. And people still care about that metric, knowing, like, <laughs> how do you figure that out still? Babe, we're still on, we're, Americans are still on the inch. Everyone else in the world's like, you mean 3.7 meters? And we're like, I mean, no, no. I suppose this little one we made up called inches. <laughs> I suppose that horsepower is about as up to date and current as <laughs> the Second Amendment. So, boom. Well, Oops. in our next story from the dailybeast.com, some feral horses were named as plaintiffs in a lawsuit over embattled U.S. island. Feral horses were named as plaintiffs in a lawsuit over an embattled U.S. island. This is a group of non-native feral horses on Cumberland Island, which is off of Georgia's southeast coast, and they've been named as the plaintiffs against the federal government and the National Park Service. Now, do you think that they obtained their own counsel, or is this just something else? Absolutely. You know, when you pass the bar, uh, you know, as a horse lawyer, it's uh, you put yourself out to, you know, you advertise to horses, just like, you know, an accident lawyer would have a billboard that says Sweet James. <laughs> Been in an accident, Sweet James. Or, you know, it's, it's like you just got to figure out where you advertise. You know, I'm sure that this guy, horse lawyer, advertised to these feral horses appropriately and they called him up and put him under counsel yeah now quick question the bar i'm pretty sure that that's more for sheep i don't how many horses have you been around you know what touche farm kid you know what i mean (laughs) farm kid (laughs) (laughs) what a weird brag but yeah uh basically the horses have standing in bringing a suit in their own right, says, <laughs> according to the lawsuit, uh, use the example, it cited case law from the former court ruling, loggerhead turtle versus 
Volusia County Council that recognize the wildlife as plaintiffs. So there is precedent for this. And their parents are not proud of them, by the way. These lawyers. <laughs> I'm going to go to law school, dad. Or I'm finally going to law school. I'm going to represent animals. It's impossible, son. I'm going to do it. My first, my, my first client is a turtle. <laughs> uh, your Uncle Brendan went to law school and he orates in the Supreme Court. Yeah, well, who else is going to fight for these turtles, you know? Yeah, damn. Damn, I wish, I, I hope that dad takes that in and really hears that, you know? Yeah, me too. That was a beautiful plea. It was an emotional plea. And I hope that his dad understands that horse law year now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> these made up people. <laughs> these made up people. But, but really, it's a metaphor for a lot of things. You can insert yourself in that conversation and use that with your own whoever you're battling, you know what I mean? Like use this as a framework. This is really just an example. So we need go, to tell the people why these horses have a case. Otherwise we just brought this up for sillies. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's and fair. we're journalists. We don't just, we, we don't just work in uh, sillies. Of course. So uh, why do they? Oh, so <laughs> the lawsuit alleges that the habitat surrounding the animals on Cumberland Islands, national seashore has been gradually damaged by the equines that they should therefore be moved off the island. In the filing last week, the Interior Secretary and the Park Services officials are named as the defendants in the case. So basically, these horses are saying, hey, you know that stuff that you let us live on? Yeah, well, we've been fucking it up a lot. So you should move us somewhere else. So they're so suing can- for a ride? Basically, yeah, they went off the island. <laughs> They said that their their land has been damaged, but it's been damaged by the by the horses. It's not like, oh, we've been logging or drilling oil on this island. How much is this costing the taxpayers in Georgia? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> okay. Not enough. So basically, these horses are like, yeah, we fucked it up, and we'd like you to pay for that and then move us somewhere else so that we can fuck that up. So um, I like this. I like how these horses think. I want to also just say these horses are like nothing. These are people. Uh, Look, I'm all for rights, animal rights, but like these horses don't know what they don't know. Well, there's 140 to 170 of them on this island. So I guess so. I guess. Yeah. And people, people will sue for just the craziest thing. I love the logic with this next couple from paddleyourowncanoe.com. This couple lost their court case, unfortunately, because they sued an airline over the two Aperol spritzes that they had to buy waiting while their flight was delayed. They said, you guys owe us about 40 bucks yeah, because we had to get a couple drinks waiting for this flight. That was eventually canceled. <laughs> yeah, it was eventually canceled. So they're like, you really owe us money now. But uh, you know why they lost is because Aperol spritzes are a dehydrating thing and not you shouldn't uh, drink things that dehydrate you before a flight. That's why they lost. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. And it's a German couple in a German court. So I would assume that <laughs> Europe has some pretty, pretty consumer protective laws like the european flights like if you're delayed you get compensated like 
the EU has some pretty strict grounds, but I don't see them reimbursing the two April spring. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yep, yep. So the couple had flown from Hanover to Miami with a short stopover in London, and then they were to return to Hanover with stopovers in New York and London. They had already suffered a three-hour arrival delay on the way to Miami, but then had even worse on the even worse luck on the way home. But you know, I get it. I mean, save those receipts because at one point, one of these lawsuits are going to go your way. That's what I say. Save those receipts. <laughs> totally. I mean, you don't know until you try, although lawyers are pretty expensive. The ruling doesn't necessarily define for future claims brought by passengers, but it could influence future court rulings and act as a precedent. So don't drink something alcoholic, you know, reimburse your chicken, your chicken tenders. Yeah. Chicken tendies. Put the alcohol on your own tab. Yeah. 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 Now, Cass, these are some, we did headlines last week, and we've got some today that we just thought the headlines was was enough of the story. From the New York Times, a widow said that her husband was left in a drinks cooler after dying on a cruise. That's crazy. Yeah. Instead of, like, the proper freezing, he basically, like, already started to decompose. Bad, bad, bad stuff. From the DailyBeast.com, Spanish king had to keep secret daughter from falling in love with his son. <laughs> could have uh couldn't couldn't have uh predicted that that was going to happen to him i bet yeah, uh, yeah 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 from the pinknews.com a man dies after using glue to seal his penis shut instead of wearing a condom because don't do that <laughs> yeah men would rather glue their penis shut than use a condom i guess but put saran wrap on like like you're in a play of grease do anything but that like don't put saran wrap on your penis either just use a condom don't okay. don't give them alternative advice but do you know do you know what scene i'm talking about from grease no i don't that's crazy so when they're in the auto shop there's they there's a joke where they like rub saran wrap like that like they gotta do this and in the original i can't see you yeah you i, I realize that but in the original stage play essentially <laughs> There was more saran wrap and it was like, oh, don't wear a Jimmy, just wear this type deal. And so they kept a little bit of it in the movie where they just have saran wrap around. It's yeah. Anyway, it's wild. Let's get back to stories. These headlines are crazy. These these are crazy. These are let's flush this one out. From insider.com. A Delaware man admitted he drunkenly snapped the thumb off a four point five million dollar ancient Chinese statue. And swiped it. I thought I was at a P.F. Chang's. <laughs> he pled guilty in Pennsylvania court on federal misdemeanor charges. He said he was drunk and he snapped off the thumb. And it was in 2018. And it was the theft and concealment of an object of cultural cultural heritage from the museum and then interstate transportation of stolen property, it could land him up to 30 years. Wow. Yeah. But he must not have known that that was $4.5 million. I don't know. I mean, I've been pretty drunk. And I don't always appreciate circumstances as they are. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? No. I'm just saying like, 
somebody can say, hey, this is the heart of the ocean. It's an invaluable diamond. But if I get close to the, ba- the, the you know, the, the ship barrier, I'm probably going to toss it in the ocean anyway. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you can know the value of something, but not, you know, appreciate it in the moment. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Like, I bet he did not think it was going to land him with federal charges. Uh, he did plead guilty to one misdemeanor count of trafficking in archaeological resources. And he now faces only one year in prison, according to a Philadelphia Inquirer article. Good lawyer. Very good lawyer. He was attending an ugly sweater Christmas party in Franklin Museum in Philadelphia. Let me just state now, an ugly sweater party should only consist of vintage Christmas sweaters. If you are purchasing a new ugly sweater for said party, you have missed the thread. You have lost the, you don't get the intention of it. This was a ha ha. Isn't this funny? These teachers would wear these goofy sweaters with like elves knitted onto them. That's an ugly sweater. Your grandma, your postman would wear these genuinely what they thought was decorative and fun. And we now see them as hideous. I hate, I hate when people purchase intentionally quote ugly sweaters that are brand new for these parties it's like you're missing the thread babe but don't miss this year when we have our customized trashy trashy ugly sweaters in our merch store (laughs) absolutely (laughs) we're we're nothing but capitalists first journalists capitalists not lawyers we're here (laughs) not a doctor um i know what you're saying and i I just i agree with you it's a personal gripe here's my beef with what you said do i think that whatever um bullshit sweater you got at target for your ugly sweater party is valid no Mm -hmm. but if you found something quite niche yeah i'll I'll let it slide sure if it's and again the intent isn't isn't this a hideous sweater someone at one point said oh my god this sweater is so great. It's going to fill people with joy. And it was so unintentionally hideous that it's hilarious. You can't set out to make an ugly sweater for the purpose of these parties. This has to be stolen. Like this would be joy that was stolen. My mom sometimes sees photos. She's like, oh, huh. Like my sister and I started wearing her. She's a teacher. Her goofy ass Christmas sweaters. <laughs> before this was a trend and she'd be like oh you girls look great and we're like we're making fun of you and she's like oh okay i got it you know i don't know sure. maybe i'm an asshole I, you know those are not def- you know refuted facts but it's just it's just a me it's just a me you know it's a me erica it's a me erica let's take a break for a word from our sponsor and welcome back Hey, Cass, you ever seen a sexy statue? I've been to the Vatican. Oh, well, then, yeah, you've seen some sexy statues. Have you <laughs> seen the one that you might describe as too provocative? Maybe like the ones in a church that are like super gruesome. Yeah. 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 Well, in Italy, Southern Italy, from the Guardian.com, a mermaid statue is having a bit of a stir. 
causing a bit of a stir. <laughs> oh, that's the article, not me, for being too provocative. So this is a statue that was created by students at the Luigi Rosso Art School in Monopoly before being positioned in a square. And it's named after a scientist and it's a mermaid. But everyone is like, damn, that mermaid's got some big titties. <laughs> and a fat old ass. <laughs> someone, my favorite thing is that someone was quoted saying, it looks like a mermaid with two silicone breasts and above all, a huge arse never seen before on a mermaid. At least not any I know. Sir, do you mermaids? know mermaids? <laughs> How many mermaids do you know? List them all. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're Wait. a fan? Why don't you list three mermaids then? <laughs> list three. <laughs> oh, it's truly... I mean, it's perplexing people in this poor town. You know, hopefully it'll attract further tourists, says one sure. one woman. She's like, I'm amused by it. And I hope, you know, I mean, I go see a statue of the fat. And I do the pose. I do the similar pose as the mermaid. Yeah. So. She, you know, the the head teacher of the art school defended the statue, saying that it was a tribute to the great majority of women who are curvy and that the students got together and came up with the idea and that the council who put this up was shown a model that was scale, like a model of what the statue is going to look like. And they were like, looks good. Big old boners all around. And, <laughs> you know, but I, it's just weird that this one random square is chosen as like the place to make a statement about curvy women. <laughs> you know, we got to make curvy women. We got to take a stand. Yeah. Yeah, we we should flock to this city and have like a, a fat ass mermaid con like festival sure. festival every year. The, th rough. the thick with two C's mermaid festival. Yeah, we're women just with their bosoms and hips and butts and curves just just mermaiding out for everybody. I bet that'd make everybody so mad. We better not do it. <laughs> I would hate to go to Italy and be surrounded by a bunch of thick old beautiful ladies. I would hate that. I would hate it. Just kidding. Uh, it sounds fun. Let's go. Speaking of people who are mad. Oh, oh, who mad? From the dailymail.co, David's bridal has filed for bankruptcy for the second time in five years. Now I'm just going to say this. We've pushed this story back a couple times. So this is old news. So don't come at us and be like, yeah, guys, everyone knows that. We know. They're filing for bankruptcy for the first time, or excuse me, for the second time in five years, and they are laying off 9,326 employees over the next four months is what they announced. That's so sad. Um, you know, they, they said they have successfully modernized our marketing and customer interaction process. And driven our retail services to levels to best in class. Nevertheless, our business continues to be challenged by the post-COVID environment and uncertain economic conditions, leading us to take the step to identify a buyer who can continue to operate our business going forward. Bro. <sighs> Bro. Weddings a lot have of never words been for... hotter. Yes. 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 The problem is, is that your guys' dresses look like pupe. They look I'll like say pupe. it. I just got married and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, 
I'm going to go give David's Bridal a shot because mm-hmm. their dresses are cheaper than a lot of other places. And it looks like they have designers that look fine. And then you go and like, you're like, okay, this I'm, I'm seeing enough online that it might be worth the trip. And then you show up and you're like, whoa, yeah. this feels bleak. This yeah. has the energy of... <laughs> How do I put this? You know, have you ever been to like a metro station that it was recently remodeled and you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> they did a good job with this. Yeah. It still is covered in piss, you know, <laughs> like it's that's what that's the vibe of a David's bridal. It's like a a nice bus stop. So like, well, I, I don't know what the, what they're yeah. expecting if they can't fix that part. They haven't. I'll just go ahead and say they have not successfully modernized their marketing and customer interaction processes. That's fair. They do not um, have retail service levels that are best in class. I agree. Yeah. Their return policy also fucking sucks. Though. Oh. But that's the less the last thing I'll say. Great. Great. Well, David's Bridal has had to issue apologies in the past for doing business. So they issued an apology in response to irate consumers who saw that pictures of wedding dresses were being vandalized and thrown away. So essentially they were closing a store down and instead of it was one of its smaller chains, Priscilla of Boston, and they were seen spray painting gowns after store closures in Adena, Minnesota. So rather than donate them, they destroy them. Now, was this, were they destroying them because the employees who were getting fired were mad or were, did they no, get told? as a matter of company policy. That's crazy. Yeah. They basically said, it's not our policy to make donations of sample dresses that are in poor condition. We recognize that some of these dresses could possibly have gone to worthy causes. But no, it's basically, you know, it's the same way like Louis Vuitton at the end of a season, they essentially burn all of their stock because rather than ever discount it they'd rather keep what's in circulation circulation they don't want out of you know second season out of season bags going around because they they that that if you know if you're a customer that spends three hundred thousand dollars with louis vuitton every year and you carry a purse that reflects you know all of your purchase you know your purchase power if somebody who buys a Louis Vuitton bag once every 10 years can carry the same bag as you because they've saved for 10 years versus you all the time, they're like, that's what we want. We we, we would rather focus on the person that can spend all that money. We don't want your average hardworking person that's saved up to buy a bag. Have it. That then cheapens the appearance of all of our bags. So David Spiral's using that model and it's bad and they should not do that. But, I mean, you know- I get Louis Vuitton, but oh God. You, I don't get any of it, but like, I guess it's all just capitalism, as you say. And so I will make a quick plug for a friend of mine named Kelly Sparks. Her YouTube channel and her TikTok uh, and her Instagram actually is Breathcast, B-R-E-A-F-K-A-S-T, Breathcast. It's like breakfast. But you switch the F and the K. (laughs) Why am I plugging her? Well, because she is a dumpster diver and she shines lights on how much people throw away all the time. These places that throw away like bakeries that throw away uh, food at the end of the day that's not gone bad or um, kind of all these businesses that throw away uh, 
things after the end of a season or like slightly defective things they yeah she's great and it the dumpsters the things that she finds in the dumpsters are crazy and now she makes her living on youtube dumpster having so wow um, it's crazy yeah. a lot of times those brands where they they throw like let's say like you know bakery or what you know bakery i'm sorry and but they'll fire employees if they try to take them I know I've worked in uh, bakeries before in restaurants and yeah, at the end of the day, if they consider it stealing, if you take things that are meant to go into the trash at the end of the day. So I worked at a gas station in my hometown, the tiger paw, (laughs) we were the Sterling tigers. I worked at the tiger paw and we had one of those hot plate, hot plates, you know, where we would have like Corn dogs, chicken nuggets, pizza pocket, you know, things that were deep fried and then put in display and kept warm, right? Like a, you know, like a gas station 7-Eleven type deal. Well, you know, let's say they close at 11 o'clock. Around 10 o'clock, they would start discounting the hot pot, you know, the hot food. Uh-huh. And, oh, man, sometimes you'd come in there and you'd be like, hey, can I get a, you know, a corn dog and some, uh, you, you know, a little potatoes and they're like here i'll just throw in everything that's left for like three dollars and you're like oh my god score or just take it you know it's for free i even you know i worked at the tiger paw eventually so i had been playing the system for years of getting the free food discounted food then i became the person that would have the power to dole out the free per food at a certain time of night drunk with power cassandra instant power trip I wouldn't sell you a cigarette if you weren't 18. I wouldn't sell you a drop of alcohol unless you're 21, unless it was by mistake, because I, I think I one time did think an alcoholic energy drink was non-alcoholic, and I don't know if I ever sold it, but I would give it to anybody. But beside the point, when I got to deal out the hot food at night, when I got to say, mm, not yet, because the high school kids would just be sitting in their cars, staring at the gas station, waiting for that free food. Sure. I got to bundle and I got to say who got the food, who didn't, when we discounted it. I I mean, I get dictators now. I was drunk on that much power. I was like, God. I'm like God. God. I'm hot pocket God. Oh, you want a a a chicken taquito? (laughs) Still full price for you. I just put them, I just took them out of the fryer half an hour ago. Oh, those little uh, potato wedges that have been sitting there for eight hours. Yeah, it'll cost you three dollars still. Try again, bitch. Drunk with power. Yeah, it was it was bad, but I should have gone to church. Is what I should have done. Are you ready? I'm ready. Where is the time for the dumpster fire of the week? Is this allowed? (laughs) I think you can still be (laughs) that way to Italians. Well, I mean, did Chris? What's his name? Uh, who did the voice for Mario? In the new Mario yeah. movie, he, does he have an accent, or did they? I don't know what happened. I thought like <laughs> they released the trailer and he had an accent, and everyone was like, "Absolutely not!" And then did they like re-record the movie with him not doing an accent? Because the I most mean... recent Mario trailers I've ever seen, like Mario doesn't even speak. So I feel like they re-recorded everything and said, "Chris Pratt, you need to lose the accent. It's crazy." He's like, "It's a mini Mario," and they're like, "No." <laughs> Well, but they, yeah. Anyways, why are we talking about Italians as much? Well, because according to the WashingtonPost.com, hundreds of pounds of pasta mysteriously appeared in the New Jersey woods. 
What? Wah, wah, wah. Community activist Nina uh, Jankowitz said, I didn't expect it to go viral at all. I had no idea the global reach of spaghetti. This picture is crazy. Imagine, if you will, a forest with just like gigantic piles of spaghetti one next to the other to the next to the other. Like, is this Banksy? No, I think this is Big Anthony got in trouble with Stregonona's pot. And then, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's hundreds of pounds of the mushy spaghetti, macaroni, and ziti. So more than one type of noodle. Wow. A whole wedding. <laughs> what if that's uh, what happened? <gasps> oh, my God. What if there was caterers on the way to a wedding and then time travelers made them disappear, but they left behind the spaghetti? Oh, my God. We need to put an APB for the, the caterers. What's that? Uh, all points bulletin, like a like a missing poster, like APB. Oh, like, it's, what the, yeah. it's what the police say. I don't know. They're like An APB. A- okay. APB. I thought you said something else. Or like, I don't know what I thought you said, but it sounded crazy. <laughs> yeah. So basically out of thin air, all of this pasta started showing up. And they're like, how? How did it get to these tangled mountains? Was a chef angry? Was an unscrupulous restaurant with excessive surplus? An artist making a statement about food waste? I mean, you can't make a statement about food waste by wasting a bunch of food. Damn. Damn. Just saying. Yeah, everybody went crazy. The internet went crazy. Everyone had funny jokes, et cetera, et cetera. But it seems to still be like a mystery. Yeah, yeah, it's truly like nobody's claimed the thing. Also, super so, bad for the animals. Yeah, this is the, the like the environmental impact of letting this pasta decompose like, decompose here. Like animals could eat too much of it that aren't supposed to. A uh, gluten free squirrel could come upon upon it. Uh, lots of yeah, a deer who's like really just trying to watch his carbs right now, like. Yeah. You know, could feel tempted by it. Yeah. He's like, I don't have, what's it called? Oh, wait, fuck. What's it? I don't have Hashimoto's, but I tell waiters I do so Hashimoto's. that they make. Sh- yeah. Like when you can't have gluten. I thought it was called celiac. Yeah. Hashimoto's is like, Hashimoto's is like a autoimmune. It's an autoimmune that can result in it's hypothyroidism. Celiac? Uh, it can, no, it is celiac, but Hashimoto's can, um, uh, gluten and sugars can trigger it. All right. Oh, let's do celiac. Make your joke again. <laughs> yeah, like a <clears throat> like a deer could be like, listen, I'm not celiac, but I tell waiters I am just to make sure I don't get gluten in my bread. You know? Does that make sense? Does, Does that, that make okay? sense? Is that okay? Like I'm not, I'm not like allergic, but like I really can't have it. I really don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> no, every gluten-free person I know is like, fuck, I miss gluten. <laughs> yeah. I have it for legitimate like autoimmune and celiac disease. They're all like, oh, I wish I could have gluten again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just going viral. Basically, people have been, um, it was particularly shared on Reddit. They shared the story on a New Jersey subreddit writing, I'm sure the comments will not disappoint only in New Jersey. And of course, somebody said they should send the pen, the, the perpetrators to the penitentiary. 
<laughs> the police won't stop until the perpetrators are identified. <laughs> it was past the, the expiration date. <laughs> Wait, Cass, are you okay? Oh no, are you okay? Have I, have I killed you with puns? Have I killed you with puns? <laughs> Some people will commit illegal dumpling for silly reasons. Obviously, it's a mystery, but we can only know so much about what happened. <laughs> Somebody said. Headed to the old bridge with a fork right this instant. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, people are like, well, Stregonona's been awfully quiet. Something that only you and a few people know. She's the grandma witch. <laughs> From the Tommy DePola stories. Oh, I know. You told She's me a magic pot that produces so much pasta, and mm-hmm. only she knows how to stop it. And then Big Anthony gets in there, and he doesn't know how to stop it. And he makes all the pasta, so all the townspeople have to come and eat to get, you know, anyway. It's really cute. It's really sweet. Okay. It's really, really sweet. Really sweet sure. story. I love Strakonona. I love Strakonona. I love Tommy DePola. Sure. But yeah, it, food dumping is no laughing matter. While we've had a lot of fun with the puns. It does take time to biodegrade. Some life th- uh, can be life threatening to local wildlife and environmental contamination. It's just a, a big old mess. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. If you think, oh, it's cool, it's just biodegradable. Like, shut up. Okay, one apple core, like, fine, maybe, but like, you know, uh, thousands of pounds of pasta. Yeah, Pro- probably, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Erica. Yes. What are you hoarding? Oh, me? Me? Oh, I'm yeah. hoarding pasta. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm hosting a really darling show on Netflix. I'm trying to watch it all before I potentially cancel Netflix again because of things that are going on. We're, we support the WGA. But there's a really charming show called Almost Australian. And it features my favorite actress. She's the British actress Miriam Margolis and she is married to an Australian lady and got her citizenship back in the day and she's so she's a new Australian and so she kind of she embarks on a 10,000 kilometer journey to discover what it means to be Australian today so she goes and she talks to and this lady is oh my god like in her 70s Oh, wow. You know, she's in her 70s. She's in Harry Potter. You've seen her. She's a really charming, delightful actress. She plays one of the professors. I just love her. She's just funny and like curt and short and delightful in that British way. But she's like, I'm an old Jewish lesbian, British Jewish lesbian. I'm Australian too. You know, she's just really delightful. Um, But she visits different people. Like she meets with some of like the first Aboriginal elected politicians in australia and it's like what does being australian mean to you and so they're like i I don't consider myself australian i consider myself my tribe affiliation you know this that was a label opposed upon me i didn't choose this you know and and then she'll talk to just just really beautiful but she talks to like old people young people people that live in their caravan people that were immigrants that were seeking refuge here and then she talks to 
uh, there's this Australian concept of of mateship, and it's kind of like deep friendship. Like it's in their like citizenship books. Like you have to understand what mateship is. Just kind of being a good friend. Bro code. Bro code. Yeah. So she goes and she talks to different groups of people that may be opposed to her lifestyle, and she's like, you know, what does mateship mean to you? And it's just, it's really cute. I really like her, and she's blunt, but like very good hearted. You know, I, I, right. I just, I truly, I think it's a really charming little show and you know australia i feel like you share some veins with the united states as far as like you know calling the way that all came about a little bit so it, it really is quite delightful so it's called almost australian it's on netflix it's really darling what about you my dear what are you hoarding this is a tiktok account if you have tiktok uh it's for it's called avery woods a-v-e-r-y woods spelled woods it's just this woman who like does like daily videos of like her one-year-old um but she narrates them and the one-year-old is so it's always like what's up motherfuckers i woke up this morning and i'm being a piece of shit and uh then i went to do- <laughs> like it's just kind of funny yeah i feel mixed feelings about people putting their children on the internet since now that all this stuff is kind of coming out of like these people these kids who went viral and who like really wish that their parents wouldn't have done that to them so like you know whatever but i'm not gonna go in and tell this woman what to do i'm just gonna enjoy her tiktoks with her her sassy one-year-old who maybe isn't that sassy, but she's portrayed to be on the internet. It just reminds me of how my husband and I portray our dog because yes. we portray her to be very sassy and who knows, maybe she's very sweet, but I don't think so. I think she's a shit. We have, we have one uh, cat that we portray as Albanian sure. from Albania. And I'm just going to say this. I don't know that the accent's offensive, but I know the accent's probably offensive. That we hey. gave to our little cat. It, it, uh, it's fun to give personalities to things that don't have it. Yeah. Or rather to narrate the personality before it, well, they can't yes. speak for themselves. Yes. Yes. The, the the Balkan country. I think it's still okay to do Balkans, Italians. I think it's okay still to to do those acts. I, that's what I'm telling myself. I don't know that for a fact. Anyway. Who's to say? Who's, who's to say? Who, who can say? Who can yeah. Say? What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out adults who take children's sports games as if it's their personal state championship in 1978. Mm -hmm. They hit a ball. Good. We clap. Don't get mad at the ref. Don't scream at them to run to first base if they're running to third base. You know what they're having? A damn good time. And you know what you're going to do is just take it out of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the the joy and the fun that these should be and the making, you know, getting along with other kids and, and learning what it means to be a part of a team and all of those things. If you're screaming in the freaking stands, they're they're not having that fun. Yeah. I just I just really hate it watching, you know, us put our adult emotions on like five year old hitting a T ball. You know, let sure. him hit it. That's fair. Let him hit the ball. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what about you? What are you throwing away? Girl. Oh, no. GE certified repairman and GE appliances. Oh, general for all of you. Get it out. What's going on? My washer broke. This washer yeah. that we have owned for 
going on, but not quite three years. Mm -hmm. The computer broke, apparently. Who knows? This man comes into our house. This man who gets paid $133 just to come here. I don't know how much goes to his boss, but it costs $133 to get someone to just come here. Yeah. First, he says, oh, I think it's uh, your water pressure is bad. Mm. And my husband goes, um, that's that's crazy. That would be it. Like, because we live in a building. So surely one of our neighbors would have also noticed an issue. Right. Please check again. So then he checks again. And so first of all, it's like, you're trying to blame our place rather than the appliance. Why? So you can go home. I don't know, but I think it's kind of a scam. And then, and then he's like, oh, it's this computer thing in the washer. Uh So it wasn't your water pressure. Um, And then he goes, okay, so here's how much it's going to cost for us to come out Mm -hmm. and replace it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, bitch, oh, like almost $780 for them to come and replace it. And when you look at the breakdown of what, first of all, the computer, I said the computer on a three-year-old washer is broken. They said, yeah. Uh, And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, you know, a lot of reasons. I mean, sometimes like, you know, cause these washers connect to Wi-Fi. Like if you have it on Wi-Fi the whole time, like it can overheat it. To which Mm. I say, don't give the washer Wi-Fi. Who the yeah. f- the washer doesn't even fucking need Wi-Fi. If it's gonna burn <laughs> out the computer in three years, yeah. don't give the washer Wi-Fi because no one's asking for a washer with Wi-Fi if it doesn't work. So the part of the $790, the part was $168. The okay. rest of the money was the cost of the labor for them to have two guys come out here so that they could lift or they could move the dryer out of the way and then quickly put in this part. Taylor watched a YouTube video on it. Mm-hmm. There's many. It's apparently very easy. So we're just going to do it ourselves because Erica, Erica and every listener out there, I <laughs> would rather die than pay. <laughs> $780 to have two people come out here to change one part that shouldn't be broken. Mark my fucking words. I would that's more than that washer costs. Yeah, that's the crazy part. We bought it on sale for $700. And by we, I mean he, but whatever. What's his mind? Yeah. I wasn't even around yet. It doesn't matter. He bought yeah. it for 700 A brand new version of it, not on sale right now, goes for 800 So for $20 more, you're saying I could have a brand new one? Fuck you. I know it's not this guy's fault. Yeah. The yeah. GE made a, a shit piece. I know that it's not his fault that they charge so much to get certified mechanics on it. I know it's not his fault that their warranty only goes for a year. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Shouldn't it be illegal in a way? This is one of those yeah. things that feels like it should be illegal. Shouldn't it be illegal for businesses to um, make appliances that break after three years? That feels illegal, right? Because yeah. it's so expensive, but, but this is how they make their money is what people will say. Then capitalism feels illegal. Something feels illegal about it. it I feel I need justice. 
So yeah. anyways, we're not doing it. Like I, I would rather go and do my laundry at a laundromat for four months to save up the money to buy a brand new washer and dryer because we can't just replace it with any other washer, Erica, yeah. because it clings. It's a stack with the dryer. So we have to have this wash. I, just, I would recommend I listening to the podcast behind the bastards. The last two oh, episodes, I've heard it, have but tell been, me the episodes, the last two episodes have been about Jack Welch who was the eventually the CEO of General Electric. And he basically broke capitalism and was a horrible person. But he kind of instituted this like rank and yank, which is kind of like where you, you'd fire the bottom 10% of managers, regardless of how well they're doing in general. And he just had like brutal candor. He just like used to, you could like have a job, get a pension, you know, have a job, you know, stay places. And he was like, what if everyone didn't and then they were all of a sudden slaves for it's just he's just i don't know he's why modern corporate culture in a lot of ways is the way it is so i would a hundred percent recommend uh listening to the last couple uh behind the bastards about jack welch and ge so i don't know if i'm in the headspace to do that but yeah, um you may not be over um, I will, but I'm throwing it out. It, ooh, we, if you're in the market for a new appliance, don't buy a GE appliance. You heard it here first, people. We're calling for a general boycott of GE. It's piece of shit. Where can the people find you? <laughs> At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and on TikTok. That's the best places to to find me. What about you, Cassandra? Find me on this podcast, the Trashy Trashy Podcast. We put a new one out every Monday, except when we don't. Sorry, it's free. Uh, you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And we have a merch store, which is not selling ugly Christmas sweaters yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, we love capitalism, too. It's uh, Trashy Trashy Podcast.threadless.com. Or you can always go to TrashyTrashyPodcast.com and links to all of this will be on that website. And you can <laughs> you can click on a way to uh, uh, support this podcast financially. It helps us keep the lights on, helps us host, helps us buy microphones and upgrade information. You can also leave this podcast five stars. And man, will we love a five star. Don't make us come to your little kid's t-ball game and start screaming at you. If you don't leave us five stars, I'll threaten it. I'll put it out there. I'll go to anybody's junior soccer game and just start causing a scene. If you don't leave five stars and tell a friend about this podcast, you don't want that. Don't leave us four. Don't leave us three. Don't leave us two or one. If that's how you feel, that's fine. Just don't leave a review. And if you feel like two or one star, like maybe stop listening. That's like, that's okay. okay? Yeah. If you just yeah. don't like us, we're that's not fine. Everybody. Yeah, we're not, like, we get it. But if you want to help because you like us, the five-star reviews are, are are really great. And you know what? When I look at a podcast and I go, wow, this podcast has five stars from like 100 people. I don't think, oh, that's that they're being paid. I think, wow, there are 100 people who are really passionate about this podcast and I respect it. I don't think that they're fake. That's what I'm trying I to say. I don't think they're fake. Nope, nope, nope. But uh, hey, Cass. Oh, what's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. <laughs>